This is the Canadian Tax Podcast, episode number 25, hosted by me, Cameron Ware. Good morning. It is the week of November 23rd, 2021, and like usual, we will start with the news. Uh, first item, we've got CBC here covering the uh, the recent U.S. electric vehicle subsidy. It sounds thrilling, but it's actually a pretty big deal. Um, it, for those of you who haven't followed this or, you know, aren't, aren't tax nerds, as we say, um, quick summary, U.S. is subsidizing up to $12,500 uh, if consumers buy an electric vehicle down in the state. So in other words, let's say the car costs you $12,500, federal government's going to subsidize that $12,500. Now, that's not realistic, but effectively, that's what's happening. Uh, why do we care? Well, this subsidy only applies to U.S.-made vehicles. So the Canadian auto manufacturers are going, well, crap, if we build these electric vehicles, export them, and then export them to the States, uh, those vehicles are not going to be applicable for the, uh, the subsidy. So Canada, of course, is uh, pretty upset about this. I mean, you've got the uh, the Ontario auto unions and that kind of thing weighing in, but it it is it is a big deal, and uh, there's some speculation as to what you know the Canadian government could do to maybe um, uh, combat this a little bit. And uh, one suggestion was, of course, to make batteries. You need minerals, and right now the U.S. is getting a lot of their stuff from China, which they're not thrilled about. And of course, up here in Canada, we're saying, hey, we have a lot of rocks that uh, you guys might be interested in. So there's some speculation that if uh, if the U.S. doesn't play ball on this, then maybe um, some of the Canadian mines uh, or Canadian government might play a bit of hardball and say, well, if you need some stuff, um, let us in on, on this deal and uh, see where it goes. Why do we care as as taxpayers? Because regardless of the politics, tariffs are tariffs. So if you have Canada saying, "Look, we're gonna uh, we're gonna raise the price of cobalt or lithium on uh, on exports," the U.S. is gonna probably do a tit for tat and say, "Okay, well, your um, let's just use softwood lumber because that's always in the news." Or uh, or more recently, actually, when uh, when Trump did this too, uh, aluminum. Uh, aluminum exports from from Canada. Trump wanted to throw some tariffs on there. The point is, tariffs are taxes. It's a fancy word for tax. Anytime product gets hit with taxes, makes the product more expensive, which means you as the consumer slash taxpayer is paying more for your goods, which means less uh, money in your pocket at the end of the day. So you can go check out that CBC article uh, linked uh, in the show notes here. Next item, uh, obligations for the new GST, HST reporting rules. Um, CRA announced new rules for GST, HST for the, what's called the digital, excuse me, the digital economy businesses. Uh, Around here, we call it the Netflix tax. Basically, if you're a a provider of digital goods, um, whether directly or indirectly, for instance, uh, warehousing businesses uh, for order fulfillment, they're caught by this too. But the point is, uh, CRA, or rather the the liberals, they passed legislation that, hey, this Netflix tax thing is happening. Uh, It was supposed to kick in July 1st. Uh, Recently, well, last week, CRA ha, uh, put out a notice saying they've deferred the uh, GST return filing requirement for the first calendar year. Uh, it's a fancy way of saying 
July 1st, you're supposed to register your business with, uh, with CRA using the proper forms saying, Hey, I'm, I'm a digital supplier. The next part of that regime was supposed to be actually filing your GST returns. Uh, but CRA put out a notice, like I said, that, uh, they say, Hey, look, there's, this is kind of a screwball, weird thing, phasing it in. We're going to cut, uh, cut people's, uh, a bit of a break here. And, uh, they've deferred the, uh, the registration or excuse me, the, uh, GST return filing requirement for the first calendar year. Uh, but like I said, suppliers still need to notify register with CRA if the supplier provides uh, specified services, uh, storage, fulfillment, warehousing, uh, digital platform operators, that kind of thing. So if you're a foreign supplier, aka you're not a Canadian business, but you're, uh, you're housed outside of the country, but you're providing digital services to uh, Canadian customers, you're supposed to apply for, for this. Uh, I haven't heard how vigilant Siri is going to be in uh, chasing down businesses that violate this. Um, it's, uh, I mean, of course, CRA's authority is inside Canada, and most of these businesses reside outside of Canada. And a lot of like these are not small outfits. Like I said, you're looking at, uh, I think the acronyms, the the Fang outfits. But you've got um, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Uh, you can throw Microsoft in there too. These guys are not small outfits. So, um, I mean, CRA can say what they want. I My guess would be, it, I mean, it's tax law. Most everyone tends to abide by these things. So I don't suspect there'll be any issues here. But like, uh, I guess the main point I was getting at was I'm not sure how CRA is going to enforce this should a business uh, shirk it in, intentionally or not. Um, but if, and when I hear something, I'll be sure to, to keep all the listeners posted. Uh, last item for the day, just a quick and easy one, make things simple. The, uh, the most recent TFSA limits were, uh, released. So the 2022 numbers, new limit, no surprise here, uh, $6,000 matches 2019 through 2021. Typically these are indexed and rounded to the nearest thousand. Um, so yeah, going on four years of almost the, uh, the same number. Um, in terms of tax planning, I mean, of course, it's always going to depend on your individual circumstances, but around here, we, we really like TFSAs. If you're able to take advantage of them, uh, throw your money in there, max them out as best you can, and uh, it's, it's definitely a good thing to do. The uh, the links posted below, and uh, it's all it also has all the other stuff like um, uh, pension contributions, RSP uh, limits, all that good stuff. So check that out. Uh, next on to questions. So question number one. Uh, let me get my papers in order here. All right. Question number one. A uh, friend of mine is a singer and is getting royalties from songs on outfits like Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, that kind of thing. He wants to incorporate a business and transfer uh, the copyright of his songs to, to the business. Does a friend need to do a transfer of property to the corporation? Because um, it's are these, uh, um, are these songs intangible assets? Right now he's a sole proprietor. Um, he wants to set up the corporation. So, 
the the really short answer is looking at this in a vacuum. Uh, if the friend has a sole proprietor business, is going to set up a uh, corporation, and assuming the friend is making money from these songs uh, via you know payments from Spotify and YouTube and that kind of thing, then yeah, arguably does have a uh, an intangible asset. If he were to just um, you know transfer those those items over. Um, What's the word? I'm th- I just say half asset and just hey, these are corporate assets now. Uh, you're gonna have problems with that. That's uh, that's a deemed disposition, and you're gonna have issues with that. So, what you want to do if uh, to avoid that is you do what's called a Section 85 uh, buzzword to Section 85 rollover. It's just a way. Uh, it's it's a tax um, it's a tax planning item that CRA has put in to avoid or to allow the non taxable transfer of or rather it, it's to phrase it a little bit better um it's the transfer of it's the ability to transfer assets from uh proprietorship to a corporation uh in this case I mean, there's other ways to to take advantage of it too but it, it's a way to to transfer assets to non-arms linked parties without triggering um taxes on that transfer uh specifically it it um at least in a lot of our literature, it's used. This is the classic case. You've got a, an unincorporated business who wants to transfer the assets over to a corporation. This is a perfect use for that one. Now, having said that, there's a bit of a tax trap here. You've got to watch because technically royalties are considered passive income uh, items. So you transfer those royalties over to this corporation. Sure, that works, but any payments are possibly taxed at the uh the passive income rates of we'll say 38.6 percent federally and possibly 12 14 percent provincial tax rates depending on where uh this uh this individual is so the uh, textbook answer is yeah you go ahead and you do a section 85 transfer those things over on a tax-free basis no issues there uh just watch that there's not any unintended consequences from doing that transfer in, in terms of uh, tax rate issues. Uh, next question. I'm a full-time employee who has been working from home since March 2020. I have a designated space in my apartment that I use for a home office. In 2020, I claimed it as a shared space. And a friend of mine who happens to be pretty good with taxes... <laughs> That sometimes that can be dangerous, just as an aside, but we'll continue. Uh, told me that I have been doing it wrong. Uh, I'm now thinking of uh, having my 2020 tax return reassessed and uh, claiming the home office as designated space and not shared space. Uh, is is there something I should know? Uh, am I am I doing that? Okay, so just to back up a bit. Uh, Shared space versus designated space. What I think what the uh, listener is asking here is CRA has a concept of um, exclusive space versus uh, shared space when it comes to home office. So in other words, if you have a home office that you use as a home office for, we'll say 12 hours out of the day, and the other 12 hours you're using it as a yoga studio, uh, you need to prorate your uh, home office expenses on the 
on the basis of uh, hours or hours used. So in this case, it'd be a 50-50 split. 50-50 for 50% of the time it's used for business, 50% of the time you're doing yoga in it, it's 50% business use. Uh, on the other hand, if you have a uh, exclusive space, you're able to claim 100% of your uh, home office expenses for, for that space. Um, usually what you see is... Um, you know, there's there's a bedroom or a, an office that's exclusively used for um, you set up your your home office there, and you're never in there unless you are working. In which case, it's exclusively uh, 100% uh, business use, and you're good to go there. So, if I'm understanding this question correctly, the listener uh, comment here: this studio apartment, so it makes sense. Uh, it looks like in the past. Um, Listener was prorating it as if it was shared space because it a studio apartment, but um, it's never, according to listener, it's never used for anything other than business. It's basically taped off and used exclusively for business. So with all that in mind and, and a bit of uh, speculation on my part, yeah, I would say you can go ahead and uh, uh, amend your previous return. Don't prorate it on the basis of um, hours. It, you can use it ex if if it genuinely is used 100 percent for for business and you're never in that space rest of the time uh yeah go ahead and uh, claim a 100 percent use of that i don't think there's any issues there um just make sure again i mean that usual caveats okay if you're a full-time employee claiming home office space uh, make sure one you're in an industry that allows you to do that and two you need to have your signed uh, t2200 um, form from your employer it says you're required to have a uh, are required to provide a, a home office for for your operations so uh, that's probably I'm just probably leave it at that for now all right last question here I'm not what to sh I'm not sure what to do about uh, my advertising expenses uh, there's myself and my business partner, and Instagram only allows one person to be billed for ads. So I've been paying the advertising expenses on my credit card. So far, this has been fine, but it's now becoming a significant expense. And I'd like my partner to be able to deduct uh, his portion of the advertising expense from his taxes when we split the cost. We are both sole proprietors. Is it po is this possible if the invoice is only made out to me? Okay, so actually, I this is um, I I see exactly what's being asked here. Basically, you've got uh, two guys each operating um, a an un unincorporated partnership. So uh, one guy is going to be billed. It's whoever has the credit card. He's going to use his credit card, and uh, the partner is going to reimburse. The, uh, the guy using his credit card for 50% of the expenses. So the really short answer is yes, absolutely, you can do that. There's no issues. Mechanically, which is what everybody wants to know, is how do we do this without getting in trouble with CRA? Uh, basically, what you're looking at to just break it down to debits and credits, uh, the guy with the credit card is going to pay the bill, 100% of it. You're going to debit advertising expense, uh, credit, credit card, essentially. Then what happens is the business partner is going to cut you a check for 50% of whatever the uh, the invoice total is. 
debit cash, credit advertising expense. Uh, on a net basis, your advertising expense is going to work out to exactly your 50% portion and your business partner is going to cover his 50% or is going to show the, uh, his 50% portion via the uh, check reimbursement that he paid to you. So the point is, yes, absolutely, you can do this. Uh, make sure the paper trail is pretty decent on it. Don't just, you know, kind of half-ass it and assume that uh, that CRA will know what is going on. CRA never knows what's going on. You need to spell it out for them very, very clearly. So just make sure your bookkeeping is uh, is nice and clean on that. But functionally speaking, yes, absolutely, you can do it. And mechanically, it's really not that uh, that difficult in terms of the bookkeeping and tracking. So hopefully that helps. We'll wrap up for today. As always, if you have any questions, send them to questions at canadiantaxpodcast.ca or find us over on Twitter. This is Canadian Tax Podcast. Thanks for listening. This commentary is for general informational purposes only and deals with complicated and time-sensitive info that may not apply to your situation. Tax rules are always changing and this information may not be current. Tax is complicated. This information is not tax advice. Don't rely on this info to make tax decisions. Hire a professional to help you. For more info, see canadiantaxpodcast.ca slash disclaimer.